Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. I'm the host Matt Hoss and I'm here to paint glitter on my face, wear flower headband and dance along to their dream festival. Today's guest is an award-winning comic writer and former psychotherapist. And you might know her as one of the hosts of the legendary podcast, Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's Taylor Glenn. Hello. Hi, that's such a generous intro. I'm like blushing. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I like to paint a, a full picture uh, of my guest coming on. And uh, honestly, it's, I'm, I'm really psyched to have you on. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. I was so excited um, when I heard the premise of this. I was like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. So likewise, I'm very excited to... Uh, create what I hope is the best festival so far on this podcast. You know what? I, th- I have every faith in you at this point. It's going to be, I'm very looking forward <laughs> to it. So the, the usual way I like to start this podcast is I like to ask, if someone were to ask you what kind of music you are into, how do you typically respond to that question? Doesn't everyone say eclectic and it's a really <laughs> annoying answer? Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's eclectic. I my first my first gut response is I'm a '90s kid and not yeah. '90s pop. Like I was a grunger and yes. so still love Pearl Jam, Nirvana, yeah. small doses of Soundgarden, very small doses. Um, <laughs> Control so yeah, doses. that's yeah. what I lean towards. And as we'll talk about, I love Pixies. Pixies are one of my favorite favorite bands of all time. That's brilliant. Yeah. And in terms of like modern music, do you, do you still listen to any, like, do you go out your way to listen to like modern bands or anything? Or do you kind of just kind of... That's not modern, Matt. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah. What? Uh, no one's made music since 97. <laughs> oh God, I've turned into my dad. Oh, we might as well call this the dad festival. Um <laughs> yeah all, all recording studios stopped uh after when it hit 2000 they're like there's no point anymore oasis already done all the best albums just shut it down just shut it down it's so awful when you realize you've become that guy though because i i genuinely have my dad was really into music and we'd grow up hearing like horrible cassette tape recordings that he would do like we didn't have any of the bells and whistles to really listen to music but he had all these cassette tapes and um mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember him once saying, um, music died before the Beatles even happened. And I was like, whoa, okay. And now yeah. I've become that guy. I'm like, music died after grunge, which obviously it hasn't. Sure, <laughs> well, I'll listen to Stormzy. Sure, <laughs> I'll, tap in, I'll tap into what the kids are doing. But I, I always seem to return to, I forget what comedian said it, that you always... Um, you always return to the music that was playing whenever you first started having sex. And I think, wow. I think there's something to that. It's like, it's the heyday of like coming alive. It's like, whatever you were listening to, you will always go back to that. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really interesting premise though. Cause I think it's, it's quite, it, there's a lot of truth in it. Cause I think you kind of have your, not just like a, you're growing as a person, and, but you also have a musical awakening around that time where you kind of found the foundations of not only who you are, but where your tastes lie as well. And um, yeah, there's still bands who I listen to in my teenagers, but I guess it's kind of like a, an anchor. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I find with some music, I put down an anchor where I feel comfortable, where I know it a lot and I love it a lot. And sometimes when I explore different bands, I can always, I like it, but I can always come back to where I feel most comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Where that anchor is. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you handled that with a plum, by the way, because I just oh. I dropped sex and adolescence in there and we <laughs> rolled with it. Yeah, but that's that's what music. It's all connected to that. It's yeah, the word awakening is perfect. And obviously there are artists now who I think will, I, I will still get that response, but it's never the same as it was mm -hmm. when I was full of hormones and hope and I wasn't quite <laughs> the cynic that I am now. And yeah. like, I was thinking, oh, what's, what's the, what's the last like modern album I've listened to, but it's kind of ironic because it's Fiona Apple's latest, which is absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's yeah. like storytelling, it's innovative, it's um, some of it's uncomfortable, some of it's brilliant, mm -hmm. um, but it's Fiona Apple. So I'm basically just returning to the 90s mm -hmm. in Fiona Apple's current, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, I love how people's tastes are. And also, like, if you're gonna stick to one decade uh, for the rest of your music taste, the 90s is pretty excellent, may I say. So, uh, and uh, I'm very, very excited to hear who's on the lineup. But um, have you ever wanted to be a musician yourself or have you ever wanted, have you played any instruments? Not at all. I can sing <laughs> and I yeah. have, I've, it's not like I've ever been in a band, but I've definitely gotten on stage and sung and I'm kind of comfortable with that. But no, I've got no musical talent even though there's a guitar behind me that's just a prop <laughs> yeah like in all zoom calls got no my my husband's a, a bit of a musician and he definitely knows more about music he makes fun of me because i'm not that up to date on artists so he tries to keep <laughs> me filled in but no i don't can't play an instrument kazoo i'm pretty good on the kazoo yeah <laughs> oh, um sweet kazooist obviously a lot of people may know you from uh drunk women solving crime and have you ever have you ever been to a festival and never seen have you ever like seen any like a crime go down where you which you were slew from investigators anything like that oh that's an interesting question definitely nothing that i've investigated do you know what popped into my head though um and this is one of the bands on my lineup i was at tea in the park which I now know has a reputation of being a very rough festival, but mm -hmm. my first few years in the UK, I was just bouncing around wide-eyed. Like it's very, it's very strange when you sort of hop into a new culture and my perception of what's rough, what's not. I, I just, I had no idea. I can't really tell the difference. I can yes, now. Absolutely. <laughs> I know there's a difference <laughs> yeah. between yeah. green man where everyone's eating organic pie versus <laughs> Tea in the park. So yeah, yeah. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine were headlining. Yeah. And I'd really. never seen them. I love them. Mm -hmm. I think they're brilliant. Um, yeah. And their set was absolutely amazing. Like until you see Tom Morello, their guitarist in person. Yes. Mm -hmm. My God, like Wonderful. you just feel like he's CGI, but he's right in front of you doing all these tricks. It's amazing yeah. what he does. Um, I know it's like, it's quite hard music. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love that. Like I just, yes. we're yeah. back to adolescent angst, right? And political mm -hmm. message and all that. So we're watching it, me and my, my now husband, and we're like, this is, this is the most important moment of our lives and these guys in front of us who are probably half our age even then are doing heroin and by the oh time God. yeah and it was just so like that's when i was like oh tea in the park is a little edgy <laughs> like, it's like they're doing heroin right in front of us and i just remember wanting to shout at them because i'm like this is not what rage are about like uh, yeah. you are missing 
the message. So they were just like <laughs> passed out halfway through the set. I'm like, this is a waste. But it actually really cleared the view for us because they were <laughs> just, just yeah. flat on the ground. And they were pretty tall Scottish lads. So they were yeah. they were doing us a favor. So I guess, yeah, that's a crime, right? You know, that's a crime, but I certainly wasn't going to investigate. I hope oh. they've gotten help. Yeah, well, you know what? It's one of those things which, yeah, legally uh, it is seen as a crime. But you know what? For that, for that thing, I, you know what? I'm such a small person, and when I, I love live music so much, and I'm always seeing the shoulder blades of people, I always have to try and oh, get to the yeah. front. Uh, so you know what? If I, I might, you know, offer up some heroin at the next gig I do, just you know, just so I can see a little bit better, because that sounds like a great plan. You know, what I mean, like just being able to see better—that's a wonderful story. Though. Matt, this is this is how all the best drug lords get started. It's just <laughs> yeah, just Pablo visuals. Escobar. He just wanted yeah. to see Pablo Nutini gig. He just yeah, it's uh, absolutely. <laughs> do you know what I think is a crime at festivals? I'm gonna really show my age now because. I, I've done my time. I've gotten down and dirty. I have crazy stories from festivals. I've done all that. But now, as a woman of a certain age, like I just want to relax and enjoy the music. And I do not want anybody throwing their cups of beer up in the air. And that is something yeah. I didn't know was a thing till I came to the UK. I think that should be illegal. I think you should be kicked out if you throw your cup of beer in the air, damn it. And we're back to the dad festival. No, you know what? I think that is a good rule. And I think we should hear more of them as we go into to, to the admin of your festival. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's Matt Hoss here. Just wanted to ask for a small favour. Please give us a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice. This helps people notice the podcast a little bit more. And it's really nice to see those lovely reviews. And on top of that, why don't you share it with friends and followers at Castful Podcast on Twitter. And you can email us at castlepodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And thank you. I want to see that band you hate. I already told you we were too late. Now let's go back to the tent. Can't really cause it's burning in a field. name for your festival taylor the eclectic festival <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant and you have to the way it has to be written is the way you said it the eclectic festival yeah. eclectic festival yeah there's a question mark on it yes not, i like that we're a bit insecure <laughs> that's the slogan yeah I like that. Yes. See, here's the thing. I think marketing this is going to be great because you won't get many people because we're going to play it down. It's the opposite of Fire Festival, right? Like <laughs> people are going to expect the worst and then they show up and they're like, holy shit. And it's just slow clap. They're like, Marvin Gaye is here. He's yeah. how? Oh my God, there's no mud. Yeah, this is this is good. Oh, brilliant. Uh, okay. So do you know where geographically your festival might be? My favorite weather and kind of visual is New England in the fall. That's mm-hmm. autumn to you and me. Yeah. So the, the leaves have changed. It's October mm-hmm. and we're in Vermont, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. I like that. Yeah. Lot. Have you been to a lot of music festivals in America or was it predominantly England and the UK or uh, have you been to international festivals? 
I've actually never done a proper music festival in the States. I always went to gigs. Um, but yeah, it was always, you know, gigs and stadiums, the occasional like intimate gig and in like a, I used to live in New York. So, you know, you'd get these really cool mm-hmm. kind of small scale gigs, but festivals, not till I came to the UK. And it's because my, my partner was so into them that he kind of took me with him. But the funny thing is I've never, I haven't done the major ones here. Like I've, I've never been to Glastonbury, mm-hmm. never done Reading Festival. I have done Leeds Tea in the Park, as we've heard. Um, green man like just a a big scattering of those and then i have done um festival called south side have you ever heard of it i haven't actually oh yeah i I actually have but only uh, only by name as well how was that oh that's it is insane it is insane (laughs) like i really feel like i got my festival wings i i didn't know what awaited me like i was very green i showed up without wellies i we showed up oh and goodness. I'm like, this is the first day, right? Because everything was just so trashed. Oh my god! And I was expecting, like, let's go with some German stereotypes, which I'm allowed to do because I've got some German lineage. You expect, you know, ruthless efficiency. I expected it neat, organized, mm-hmm. and it was the opposite. It was like every German youth was letting go and literally like spreading their shit on the walls. Like it was oh insane. And the mud was so deep. At one point, they had this camera guy that would go around and get footage of people and put it up on the huge screen, right? And yeah. my husband planted his foot in the mud, brought his foot up, and his shoe was left. So he was just in his sock, and he tried to balance on one foot, mm-hmm. couldn't, fell. So he planted his sock foot into the mud, and then the other foot came out. They, this guy got it on camera, and he was up on the big screen, and that just sort of like kicked us off. Was, <laughs> I could talk about it for an hour, and I won't. I mean, it was nuts. And, oh, God, we planted our tent. Mm-hmm. in the spot where like oh we're genius because nobody else is here oh my god yeah why is nobody taking the spot not realizing that it's where there was a hole in the corrugated fence between where you could camp versus having a camper van so all night we would hear the sound of somebody right next to our tent like <laughs> going through and there happened to be a camper van across from us where they were super super high all these German guys, and no exaggeration, for eight hours in a row, all night, they had The Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> on full blast and sang along to it. So we, we just sat there with that sound, corrugated fence and lie, la lie, lie, la lie, 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 la lie. And we're like, they can't sing it again. There's no way they're going to sing it again. And then it ruined a very good song for me. But anyway, yeah. You know what? How one night. Oh, and I'm just going to, sorry, I'm rambling about my German festival. That's okay. I just have to tell you, we were so exhausted by the end that we were the last people there. Like we finally got sleep. It was like a three-day festival and we woke up. We're like, oh, it's so quiet. And we opened the tents. You just picture us like pulling it apart. Everyone was gone. Everyone had fucked off. Oh my God. There were just mice running all over the grounds, eating food. And I looked down and there was a mouse right in our tent. Oh my God. So I did a barrel roll out of the tent. And the only other person there was this crazy looking guy drinking beer at eight in the morning on a chair. And I swear to God, he looked at me and just went, mousing in the housing? (laughs) 
Yeah, and then anyway, he sang the box. My favorite. You. My favorite. Lie, lie, lie. Well, you know what? That was brilliant. Uh, Southsider is a. Uh, you know, what? I think I'm gonna have to go there now. That sounds uh, <laughs> quite quite crazy. Eclectic. I think you said earlier. Are you banning mud from your festival? I have to ban mud because I've done the mud as I've just established. I've I've done mice. I've done mud. So there's gonna be no rodents, no <laughs> mud, nothing that. Nothing that we think we like, but we don't actually like. So I would like it to be grass, but mm-hmm. I, I need it to be like a scientifically advanced grass that doesn't form mud. You know, it's not going to rain, yeah. obviously, because I'd, I'd like to be able to be barefoot. Yeah. Kind of like artificial grass, less than like a, like a nice astroturf. Oh, no, I need real grass. Okay, real Matt. grass. Okay, I need yeah. real grass, but I just <laughs> okay. need it to not rain. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that, that's absolutely doable. Uh, and this is a dream festival, so you can literally do whatever you want as well. So I can control the weather. That's you great. can control the weather. And is there camping at your festival? Yes. Everyone is allocated a luxury yurt because, again, I'm at that phase of life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're talking like you're still camping, and I hate the word glamping, so I will not be using it. But yes, we have thousand count sheets that are laundered daily you know because we don't have to be monsters yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a certain um elegance to your festival i quite like it. it's vermont in the fall there's a lot of uh eclectic you're in a year with a thousand counting sheets this is lovely this is quite it's better than my own house to be honest so uh, well exactly oh okay what's one thing which makes your festival better than anyone else's I mean, I've already invented grass that doesn't get muddy, but <laughs> yeah, I want to eliminate all the things that are shitty about festivals. Like nobody's going to be throwing stuff in your face. You're never going to feel overcrowded. No heroin. Yeah, I'm going to keep the heroin very low, very <laughs> low amounts. <laughs> I'm really into food. I'm really into food. So I want like the best stalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of stalls would you have? Okay, I'm going to need some very authentic Mexican food. Mm-hmm. We're in New England, so let's do like a lobster hut. We're going to have a lobster roll, which cool. is a soft roll with very good big chunks of lobster and just a light mayo. Um, just some good fries. Yeah, yeah. That's chips. That's chips to you and me. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, this is already quite a sweet festival, but I like, like a... Uh, a kid who's excited for the summer holidays. I'm very, very excited to see what this festival is entailing because I can tell, like, you already mentioned a few of my favorite artists. So that's, I think that's Head Through the Gates of the Electric Festival, Eclectic Festival, and Head Through. Eclectic? The... <laughs> Honestly, I tried to say it then, but it just sounded like I'm just, Electric Festival? It went wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Eclectic Festival? There we go. That's our rival. The Electric Festival. <laughs> tried to rip us off they didn't they got the wrong grass it's very muddy the yurts collapsed it was bullshit but um everyone's on smack it's it's appalling it's absolutely appalling all right well let's get (laughs) i'm just gonna keep saying it eclectic as you introduce each band i want you to go this band's eclectic like that Festival, if you can hear me, I want you to sing along. Go for it. One more time. So, um, I believe there are three days of your festival, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's start yeah. with your Friday, presumably Friday. Um, 
uh, only one person so far has done it Tuesday to Friday, which is uh, <laughs> monstrous, may I say. Uh, but uh, so I assume it's Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday, right? Yeah, that works for me. That's hilarious. Did they call it the weekday festival? No, it's, uh, you can check out, uh, it's Laura Lex's episode, which is in season one. Oh. Which, uh, yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an absolute treat, that episode, so do check that out. I love Laura, and she's probably onto something, because you, you only get the people that are really committed who show up to the, the weekday festival. That's how I mean, we did our wedding. We're like, let's make it difficult to get there, and then we'll only have people <laughs> we really like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. I, I talk a whole lot, Matt. You poor guy. You no, poor I, man. This is really great. Thank you so much. Um, so I think let's start with your Friday. And uh, who is the first band that people are going to see at your festival? Okay, I'm winging this slightly just because I have very messy notes. I'm actually going to start. I mean, this is a curveball because I talk '90s, and we will get there. But I want day one to be Motown Day because I oh, love, brilliant. love, love classic Motown. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, I don't have a headliner picked, but like I want Marvin Gaye, Aretha, Al Green, Smokey Robinson. Um, yeah, I just want all the greats to kick us off because I just feel like what a great vibe to start with. Probably Smokey Robinson headlining. I think he's my fave. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So what is it about Motown which really attracts you? Because like yeah, uh, like again, Motown hasn't really been done as much on this podcast as I would uh, like, and it's such a fundamental music genre as well. But what what are you drawn towards it, and why why are you seeming one day uh, at your festival about it? Um, it's it's a uh, music that I've always liked. Like back when I was a kid, I just think it's um it's a feeling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And like, you either understand mm -hmm. the language or you don't. And I can just remember being in the car and songs would come on and it's just amazing, right? Like yeah, it just feels absolutely. amazing to listen to it. And I think because my parents were both into it, it was one of the, the genres I was introduced to earliest, probably. Um, <laughs> my mom really liked Aretha. So I can remember her just like, We'd both badly sing Aretha Franklin, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think again, you said that in such a uh, endearing and wonderful way because uh, it is a feeling. I think most music uh, kind of can. It's like a. It's like a, a. It's a language without words. Well, it has words, but like it's a. It, it really connects you in a very emotional way, and especially Motown. Like it's so joyous and uh, uh, and uh, it's quite vivid as well and I, I think that's and there's a lot of musicianship in it as well uh and so yeah I think Motown is uh it's it's got so much it's a great Friday night because you've got uh people who are just brimming uh, like brimming full of energy and you got to get people dancing and happy they're everyone's in a good mood and, and I think Friday Motown that's a great thing to start with as well yeah I do you know what just occurred to me too um I don't know if you've ever seen this film. Oh God, it's so old now, but The Big Chill, which ironically is like one of the whitest movies ever <laughs> made, but it had a Motown soundtrack. And um, I think everyone in my parents' generation, this was their like, this was their film, right? Like they all connected yeah. to it because it's about all these friends reuniting and they're reflecting back on their like wild mm -hmm. 60s, 
teen years, right? Um, yeah. And that was the soundtrack of it. And that's kind of the best part of the movie because otherwise it's just, yeah, it's just people gathering and talking about their lives. And now that we know what white privilege is, you're sort of like, huh, nice soundtrack there. Yeah, but yeah. That was, I just realized though, that was, that was probably my intro to it is lots of people I knew had that soundtrack. Yeah. That's brilliant. And um, so we have Marvin Gaye, Aretha, uh, Aretha and um, Smokey Robinson. If you, if you get any artists to add to that, that lineup on that day. I'm sure I'm missing, I'm sure I'm missing loads, aren't I? But I need, I need Smokey to headline and mm-hmm. Tracks of My Tears is going to be the last song because that's <sighs> just, oh. Yes. And uh, what about that song do you love? The melody of it is so heartbreaking. And I think because it's not to sound too wanky, but it's it's a man singing about heartache and vulnerability. And mm-hmm. he's got such a beautiful voice that it's just, oh yeah, it's just heartbreaking. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's a guy trying to cover up his, his pain, but he can't because he's got tracks of his tears on his Aww. face. I mean, marry me, Smokey. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 can do that for your festival as well. Smokey can marry with part of the Friday night headliner set if you want if you want to. You don't have to, but it's your dream thing. It could happen. I'm um, kind of up for it. I feel like my <laughs> husband would have no problem with that. He'd be like, "Go for it, man. This is um, this is eclectic." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. That's great. It's also just occurred to me, Motown. It's one of these genres which really well. Uh, this is actually pretty dumb now i'm saying out loud but it's one genre which has really stood the test of time if you know what i mean it's one of these things where the music if played today still hasn't really aged it's still wonderful crisp and uh vivid like my mom still listens to the supremes in the kitchen and stuff like that and i think that's uh i like how it's uh like marvin gay is a testament to that if you know what i mean so yeah absolutely no i think i think that's very true because a lot of music from the 50s and 60s we have an alexa no big yeah. deal um, <laughs> but we'll just pick first of all we'll play like a song quiz and you get to pick what decade you want you have to guess who the artists and the name are but when you pick 50s and 60s i have to say like it's it's a real mixed bag like there mm-hmm. was some really shit music recorded and it just feels like the sound quality varied so much but you're right like it is so fresh mm-hmm. Still, yeah, I'm with you. So I think Friday is a, a big night as well. And so as you mentioned that it's um, maybe your festivals are aimed for people, you know, like maybe who aren't there to have a big old party, but is there party elements to the, to the festival? Is everyone getting drunk or are they quieting down for 10 o'clock having an early rest? You know, there's such a thing as too drunk. UK. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. I know I do a podcast called Drunk Women. So <laughs> hypocrisy reigns, but yeah. there's a good drunk and we're all having a good time. I think this surely people have talked about drug use on this podcast because it's we're talking about festivals. I think it's why people who tend to smoke weed more than they get drunk hate people who get drunk because there's like this nice yeah. There's a nice difference between like enjoying yourself and being happy in your body and just being an asshole. So yeah, let's not get too drunk. Oh, I mean, and one of the admin points is we have hangover free cocktails. 
Oh, that's such a good idea. Why has no one said this before? You know what I mean? Oh my god, this is brilliant. Yeah, hangover yeah. free cocktail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I love that so much. What kind of cocktails would you have? You know, I'm kind of a. I sort of veer savory with cocktails, which is really controversial. My Ball two thrill. favorite cocktails are Bloody Mary and a dirty martini, like super salty. <laughs> um, but look, we'll have a fruity option because not everybody wants to have a meal as a drink, as I do. <laughs> um, five a day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never had a Bloody Mary, but I think, I think if anything, this conversation it's more amongst other things it's going to influence me to do that so i might try it this weekend it'd be great i'll report back it's a bold it's a bold flavor i i get why some people can't go there like spicy tomato juice it's a it's a leap but take the leap <laughs> of faith matt i think you could get on board they're not just for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great i'm just going to take your actual taste in cocktails and uh if um because your music tastes so good i'm going to try that but yeah, let's go to your Saturday and see what's up for grabs. So which, what theme do you have for your Saturday? I think I'm going to jump into the 90s on Saturday. I think everybody's, everybody's going to be up for a bit of 90s on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Brilliant. So what's the first band or artist we'll be seeing on 90s Saturday? At the Eclectic Festival? Eclectic? I think, controversially, because you'd think... They should probably headline, but Nirvana are going to open. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Just because, look, Kurt's going to be exhausted coming back from the dead, having to play. I want yeah. him to get it out of the way. And I want him to just enjoy himself for the rest of the day, right? So, yeah, yeah let's open with Nirvana. You know what? Like the amount of, you can't imagine the amount of jet lag you have coming back from the underworld. You know, it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. It's, uh, he's going to be a mess. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> he'll appreciate that a lot. So um, yeah, uh, well, you know, oh, Nirvana is so, uh, again, a band which is criminally not used that much in this podcast. Uh, and I, would, I, I thought they were going to be one of the big ones, really. And yeah, uh, so have you always been a Nirvana fan? Uh, are they kind of like the staple of your taste? I have been. They were definitely one of my staples. I definitely spent um, a lot of angsty afternoons playing them very loudly. Um, <laughs> and even, you know, so their first album, Bleach, which is definitely not as well known. And it's very, yes. it's it's a hard listen, but there are yeah. still some tracks on there that, yeah, if I'm feeling a bit uh, angry at the world, still yeah. like to pop those on. Um, and it's very raw, the album. Oh, it's very raw. But um, on the flip side, obviously, their best known song is Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like, yeah. talk about fresh. I have never, ever tired of that song. I just think the moment that that riff kicks in, yeah. oh, love it. I love it. How long are they doing Nirvana? Is it like a special slot or are they doing like a... Because usually when you start off on a Saturday, it's usually a little bit shorter slot. But, you know, it's uh, uh, how long are Nirvana doing? Yeah, I think they should do a pretty short set, actually. We're going to, yeah, we're going to get the best of, we'll do a little bit of Unplugged and then we'll ramp it off. Obviously, they'll finish with Smells Like Teen Spirit. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't want them on for more than 45 minutes. That, that's fine, yeah. Um, <laughs> In and out, Kurt, relax. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So after Nirvana, who do you have? Because that's, that's, a, that's a tough act to follow. It is. So I think we need to shake up 
the genre a little bit and do Beastie Boys. Who <gasps> I saw. Holy moly! Oh my god! Yes, sorry, I'm very excited. This is great. <laughs> I think you want to come to my festival. Yeah, this is honestly, great. like everyone's done a great <laughs> festival, and I'm not saying I have favorites because that's not my job. But I am already tattooing this onto my skin. This is great. Uh, um, so Beastie Boys, yes. And you, you uh, sorry for interrupting. I got too excited. But what have you seen them live? No, you have to interrupt me or it becomes a monologue. Um, <laughs> yes, I have. It was at Southside. So now you've got the background of I'm covered in mud. I'm dirty. I'm scared of Germans. But um, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. They headlined the first night, I want to say. This lineup was insane. Like, it almost was the Dream Festival if it hadn't been such a nightmare. Like, I saw Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, uh, da, 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 da. I have a horrible memory from going to so many festivals. Yeah. Well, funny enough, we saw Marilyn Manson, who isn't one of my favorite, but what a performer. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just like a, an insane lineup that you would never have in the UK. It was nuts. Oh, I um, would do anything to watch Beastie Boys because uh, I got yeah. s- slayed it like you know you're going to have a good time but you could just tell they were having such a good time and it was amazing like we were just dancing and going crazy it was awesome yeah yeah, and I talked about them a little bit with uh, in the first season with Michael Legg uh, but uh, the, the Beastie Boys book uh, if you haven't listened to it it's, oh read it it's so just jaw droppingly wonderful like the stories Mm. in it is and it's so it gave me another appreciation for the band and how musically talented they are and how um yeah just the the depth of the band and the the rich history that comes with it uh and yeah i i i adore beastie in fact before listen before recording this podcast uh Mm. and every day before my edinburgh show just to get me hyped and ready for the show i listen to intergalactic just just to get me prepped because that is my uh yeah that's my uh inspiration song as well and i love Beastie just Boys. to get you prepped i love that but as soon as you say that like it's in your head right yeah it is oh my god i won't sing it because um i mean you know. we, we should 100 finish off uh this podcast recording by uh just uh wrapping it together uh, intergalactic planetary <laughs> like i i'm just gonna bring like a sixth grade music teacher vibe to it <laughs> planetary intergalactic um <laughs> Do you have to pay for the rights on that now? Because well, hmm. well, you know what? Uh, they sue me, Beastie Boys. Uh, no, uh, p- please don't. Um, but just, just they're very careful about that stuff. I that bit is fine. I'm sure they would embrace that. This is a bit of a segue, but there was a, a company launched, which it was a great idea. So it was trying to get girls into engineering um, because obviously there's a huge imbalance gender-wise yeah. in certain professions. So this woman had sort of made this product that was geared towards girls learning you know physics and building yes. but she she used the song girls which is one of yes. these boys older songs on the first album she used it without their permission mm-hmm. did like cover of it and just thought like that'll be fine i can just let this video go viral and like it was very naive so they pulled it down super super quick um 
just thought that was interesting. Also, in terms of, I, I'm aware I'm a, a straight white man talking right now, uh, and apologies. Uh, <laughs> apologies. Yeah, just, just, just general apologies. There's a lot to apologize for. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, in terms of uh, Girls is a very problematic song. And in, in fact, in the, in the, in the book, yeah. they do discuss their misogyny and how they apologize for it and uh that's why i really like the song sure shot a lot because they they wanted to uh, there's a line which uh, mca well a few lines at mca does a verse where he um talks about look essentially saying to paraphrase like we're sorry uh about the misogyny in the past but, uh, but you know we're we're here for uh, the women in our fan base and we care about you you are that uh, we have beastie boys and beastie girls, be boys, be girls. And I, and uh, I, I love that mm. you're able to go back and say, look, we acknowledge what we did in the past is not cool, but I like, ha- I, I, I like how they went, tried to make amends with that as well. Yeah, I didn't realize that because, yeah, it is a very problematic song. I remember the first time I heard it, actually, randomly, I was in Chicago and somebody was playing it. And even then the 90s were not a woke time like 90s feminism sucked so yeah. even then i was like this isn't this isn't this doesn't make me feel empowered but um yeah that's yeah. the best we can hope for right is an acknowledgement of it i can't wait to read this book thank you for the recommendation honestly um, it's uh, if you get the audio book uh it sounds like i'm on commission but the audio book you get to hear uh, <laughs> uh you get to hear uh adam horowitz and uh my yeah. doing some chapters and they, they just, oh, I fell in love with them just so fast as well. It's really great. Oh, that's cool. I've, oh, I mean, I think anyone who liked them knew there was more to them than mm-hmm. meets the eye. Because I know a lot of people just sort of saw them as a joke because they have a great sense of humor. Yeah. Obviously. Um, just watch some of their videos and their lyrics are funny. But it, yeah, they've, they've got real substance, even though they're very playful mm-hmm. um, in what they do. So yeah. There we well, go. I'm glad. I'm glad you're on board with that one. <laughs> oh my god! Tell you what, like uh, I think between the two of us, we could talk about Beastie Boys and Southside Festival <laughs> for about three hours. Like this is, could be a separate <laughs> podcast. But anyway, after Beastie Boys, which I assume will be doing a legendary set, um, who would be after the Beastie Boys? Because I think that's already so far. It's a perfect day. <laughs> um. I feel, you know, speaking of women, it's easy to go down the grunge route and get a little bit blokey. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even written this down, but I think we better pop Fiona Apple up there yeah. for a little bit. Just Great. for a little, little female voice there. Mm-hmm. She can absolutely perform her new album and maybe a few of the old ones. Yes. What's the new album called, do you know? Um it's called it's called i don't remember it's got a great title it's like hand me the hammer hold on i'm uh, gonna google fetch it. the bolt cutters is that it fetch the bolt cutters like i said hand me the hammer Matt. <laughs> nailed it. Like, I like she was how... debating which one she rang <laughs> like... me up she's like tay uh, i like several eps before it's like hand me the hammer Homes under the hammer. Uh, can you? Could you? Do you mind passing the uh, the uh, the drill, please? You know what I mean. Pardon <laughs> me. Have you got a wrench? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Fiona Apple live uh, at a concert? No. No. She's one I've not seen. Oh, brilliant. So uh, after uh, Fiona, uh, who have you got? Mm-hmm. 
after she hands us the hammer. <laughs> um, I, I think we'll put Pearl Jam on. Oh, I'm holy. We're getting moly. into late afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pearl Jam, I saw at Southside Festival. They but were I... also amazing. I was supposed to see them this summer too. Uh, it was um, BST and Hyde Park. We go most summers and um, yeah, pre-COVID, it was supposed to be Pixies and Pearl Jam oh and yeah. uh, that's all you need to hear, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and so and that was a sad, sad cancellation. You know what, I, the amount of artists which uh, the pandemic has, uh, th th yeah, it's kind of like, I meant to see so many amazing bands over that time. And uh, yeah, it's quite sad you don't get to see them. Um, but hopefully 2021 might be a bit better than that. But, you know, it's, it's always sad to miss out on those big festivals as well. Like um, I, meant to be go I meant to go to download yeah. in early June and that, that was special. And but sadly, sadly oh, not this time. Yeah. It's obviously not the worst thing that's happened yes, on the back yeah, of this, but it's yeah. just sad because it's how we live our lives, right? It's what you look forward to. You've got this date in the diary and it's like, oh, yeah. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, I felt a little bit selfish saying that, oh, I feel sad because I can't go to a music festival. But like, yeah, it, and obviously people <laughs> had it way worse times. But, uh, but yeah, I don't yeah know. but it's lame to throw that in. Of course, of course, we know there are worse things than not seeing Eddie better, but I was going <laughs> to see Eddie again. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get a little Pearl Jam. Nice long set. Man, what a solid, what a solid band. Okay. And I, I even like Vitology, and that is not that is not their best loved album, but I'm mm -hmm. on board. I remember buying Vitology and just obsessing because there was so much to read in that album, and it was um I don't know if you had it, but it was uh no. It was cardboard, you know, it was like bucking the CD system. <laughs> it was like very artsy and I felt very cool and alternative yeah. when I bought it. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, which album of theirs would you like them to play most of the songs from? Is If that's a suitable answer, question. Um, oh, do I have to? Do I have to? You, hear you, them? you don't. Oh. You don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. I'm just. Uh, I'm just trying to do open I up. So, no, no, you, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, yeah. Well, ten, ten is obviously their. It's their smasher album, yes. right? Like yeah. every single song on ten is amazing. Yes. That's what people think of. But I really loved. Um, they did the soundtrack to a film that I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Fiona Apple thing. God, I'm such a mom, Matt. This is what happens. You're like you know the guy with the long hair. I'm gonna do a Fiona Apple. Like hand me the hammer. What was um, that film that was based on a true story about the guy that goes? It's it's not into the wild. It's out of the wild, over the wild, into the woods, into the woods. I it, whatever. It's about the guy that. <laughs> you know what uh, i'm talking about uh, so i'm gonna i'm google uh, i think it is into the wild maybe soundtrack into the wild uh is it possible i got that right anyway they did the soundtrack and it's beautiful it's beautiful i'm not sure i think eddie oh wait into the wild is a debut so, uh, solo studio album by pearl jones vocalist eddie better and it's based on his contributions of the soundtrack to the film with the same name yep so it's uh, Eddie Vedder, uh, as opposed to Pearl Jam. But, oh, sure. Okay, but, but I yeah, mean, makes, isn't yeah. that Pearl Jam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolute shade coming across here. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, oh, that's that's brilliant. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to check that out. So I've, I I I I think the excitement for me during this day, uh, I think my eyes would. You know how Beatles fans in a Shea Stadium in uh, 1965 are just screaming, just nonstop mm-hmm. for gig. That's what I would be doing just for in this entire day so far. I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god. I know. Uh, I so know it's good. I'm glad after, you're feeling it. Thank you. Um, after Pearl Jam, uh, how many acts have you got left? I, I'm going to say just two. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because I cannot believe how long we've been talking. This yes. Is crazy. I was debating which one of these should headline, but I just think which of these bands makes you want to do heroin? It's Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna headline. So before Rage, uh, Pixies. Oh my god! Oh my goodness me! Now again, uh, you've somehow you've managed to get a lot of bands who haven't been picked so far in this podcast, and I find that uh, finally you're like my you're like uh, my Joan of Arc coming through and just kind of like saving the day. <laughs> this is great. My my musical Joan of Arc. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wow, Aww. Pixie, like, and I, I fell in love with Pixies, um, like, in my, like, university days, and uh, I, I've seen them so many times, and I went to see them at the, uh, I've seen them loads, especially a lot, a lot of festivals, because they kind of regrouped by the time, uh, fortunately, at the time where I started to fall in love with them, and their back catalog, okay. and uh, I saw them during a particularly hard time in my second year at uni, and mm. I was very stressed out, and I went to go and see them with my brother, and they're the only band I've ever seen do this because this is Pixies to a T. They started off with like three really slow songs, and then uh, like they did like uh, Wave of Mutilation, U- UK Surf, yeah. as well as uh, maybe a-, a new song as well, but quite really slow. And people like were bustling with full of energy. It's like, oh my god, we're so excited, but we need to vent it because there's like so much like there's like three slow songs in a row. Then they started up the first chord to Mr. Greaves, which starts off slow and quite. Yeah. Uh, it goes jink, jink, yeah. jink, 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 and um, and uh, as soon as uh, as soon as Mr. Greaves kicked in, like it goes, because uh, um, it's the first like thirty seconds are slow, it kicks in really fast. The whole room erupted, and it was the most manic thing ever. It was beautiful. I love Pixies. What a great wow. shout! Yes, um, agree. My my caveat, and I have. St- seen them i have seen them recently and i can't remember who the kim deal replacement is and she's great she's a very suitable replacement but i'm gonna have to insist that frankie work it out with kim because i need kim deal on the base for this like i need my kim and i saw them for their doolittle reunion um in paris and it's one of the i don't know if you've talked about this but some people are very weird about going to gigs alone and I actually Mm -hmm. love going to gigs on my own um probably not a festival but a gig and I don't I didn't know Paris that well so I went by myself and it felt a little bit like scary I didn't know where I was going and it was just one of the best gigs I've ever been to it was amazing yeah Yeah. um and um yeah and Pixies are one of these bands which a lot of people again they're kind of a cult classic in the way that um, mm. A lot of people do know them, obviously, um, but again, I'd say a lot of people in my generation kind of maybe dismiss them quite quite a lot. And uh, yeah, do uh, Pixies in particular? They they're wonderful because they're weird and they do stuff even to this day where it's still kind of unreplicatable. Where it's kind of like they go really quiet and then really mm. loud and they're really like um, 
like yeah they, they had they have lots of gears changes very fast as well and i like that um we, we were talking earlier that my debut hour at the fringe was called here comes your man and yeah and and I, I like that because it's it's a show about a year in my life and romance, and it's both because Here Comes Man was a an ideal for a um, romantic imagery, even though the song Here Comes Man is actually about a homeless man murdering people. So it's not quite romantic in my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, my point is, someone said because in my show, I, I read it was quite an emotional show as well. I and I decided yeah. to, uh, and there's these bits which are quite vulnerable and. Uh, I'm quite quiet and like, earnest, but then there's moments where I'm quite manic and loud and uh, angry. And I'm not a very angry person, but on stage, I like to do it because it's quite funny. And someone right. said, you know, that's actually quite Pixies-esque because you have, yeah, it, it, was, it totally, I was like, oh my God, that's unintentionally brilliant. Uh, I, not, sorry, I just call myself unintentionally brilliant, but like, it, I, I really like that. <laughs> uh, I, I was proud of that. Someone saw that. I was like, yeah, I didn't intend for that, but that's pretty good you have to put that as a press quote on your next poster and just credit yourself just yeah. do it. <laughs> that's actually really funny brilliant Matt <laughs> i might genuinely i might put just press quotes on myself up just i think it's great yeah come along and see it but yeah uh, i think there are some bands that can't pull off that jutting around from mm-hmm. the soft to the loud to the jilting because some of their songs are a hard listen mm-hmm. you know i'm so bad at rattling off albums you know the album with the hairy back man see i always describe oh, like that's... here's what's on the cover come on pilgrim the first album come on pilgrim has got some like rough numbers on it yeah. and then bossa nova which i love like Doolittle is the go-to but i love bossa nova has got some really light sort of melodic songs yeah. and I love you, you can sort of choose your pixies mood right it's yeah great. absolutely you can choose your pixies yeah. mood because um yeah. we're gonna have to finish with gigantic though controversial I'm gonna go out and come Kim deal singing oh. yes I am and I saw them do the um Surfer Rosa album and Come on Pilgrim uh in London uh, they did like two shows where they played both the songs back to back and uh, oh, wow. uh, both, both albums back to back and it was really, it was really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, um, and Gigantic was really special as well. It's, um, mm-hmm. And they finished with Tame, because uh, they, they oh, did an encore cool. where they did lots of uh, other songs as well. And yeah, yeah. finished with Tame. That's the only Doolittle song they did, and it was brilliant. I had a great time. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, Kim sang Gigantic in Paris, yeah. and I just, I feel like time froze. It was like a light beam between us. I swear we locked eyes. And it was great because I don't, I took French in high school and I don't know what I was saying wrong, but every time I'd go order a beer, they'd give me two and I didn't want to be rude. So I just kept <laughs> double fisting all night. So I'm there holding two cups of beer, beer, as they say, I think. Yeah, um, yeah it was magic. It was magic. Oh, that's great. And uh, as you mentioned already, you have Rage Against the Machine to headline, which again, another powerhouse. And Let's just go over the day, sorry. Nirvana, Beastie Boys, Fiona Apple, Pearl Jam, Pink Season, Rage Against Machine. Hello. Like, teenage Matt Hoss <laughs> is losing his mind right now. And, 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 and current day Matt Hoss as well. But, like, uh, so why, why is Rage headlining for you? I think because they were... They were one of the headliners I was the most excited to see because I had missed out on ever seeing them in the States. And obviously the the band kind of splintered 
Yeah. And it's one of those things where you're like, please get back together. So when they actually did, it was just such a big deal. I mean, that's, that's why we went to tea in the park. It wasn't just for the brutal Scottish hospitality. It was also. <laughs> hey, pal, you want some heroin? I'll give you two. <laughs> yeah. You can double fist that. Yeah. Um, oh my it. God. I, sorry. I have to tell this anecdote now. Um, Cause we were scared. Like my husband's Welsh and he's like, I'm like the inferior Celtic here, man. Like I've got the inferior genes. And we were walking down like the throughway, and he accidentally bumped into this huge lad, huge Scottish guy. And we both kind of waited like, is he going to get punched? And can't do the accent. But the guy looked at him and said, Ugh, watch it, brave foot. <laughs> he called him brave foot. That's funny. Ah, it was beautiful. Uh, I think they deserved a headline because they were sort of the like the band I was the most excited to see that they got back together and it's like I can get them. Yay. I can catch this. And they're great. They're just, yeah, they are powerhouses and it's just uh if you're into that kind of thing, they really deliver. Tell you what, I saw them 10 years ago headline download, download festival ah. in 2010. And that, 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 I think that festival was like my, not my dream lineup as I would pick it now, but certainly my dream lineup kind of then because it was ACDC mm. headlining. Um, oh my Rage, God. Yeah. Yeah. Rage Against Machine <laughs> and then Aerosmith as well as Stone Temple Pilots and uh, Billy Idol. I think Motorhead were playing and Whoa. like, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, Motorhead, holy shit. Um, yeah. ACDC Live was the first CD I ever bought. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. ACDC actually built their own stage uh, for that festival, which was crazy. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so fun. And I think, I'm not sure how, if it's true, I have, I'm not sure if it's been verified, but I heard through the grapevine that the money they made from playing Download, they spent it all on that stage and they're doing uh, like special effects. So, oh, it, and they did it for the fans because they're like, you know what, we haven't done it for a while. Let's do oh. it because we love them. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really oh. nice. Well, and not to sound too worthy, because I know we've joked about, um, again, 90s Day is a super white lineup. And yeah. um, there's sort of a self-awareness of that, like the culture that I leaned into and that I was surrounded by. But Rage were kind of, um, I got into them just as I was starting uni. So it was kind of a transitional period for me. And I was like, I, I was getting out of my comfort zone and my little protected privileged bubble and getting exposed to you know the real world and I feel like they were kind of a gateway to yeah me just waking the fuck up and like learning about progressive thought and controversies in the history that I was taught you know mm -hmm. like oh wow questioning Christopher Columbus what you know just stuff that you're not taught in American culture if you're just in the sort of white mainstream and so yeah, they really, they really had an impact on me politically. And I think it's so hilarious. I'm sure you saw this. Um, somebody tweeted to Tom Morello. Oh, like, yes. We can't yeah, believe yeah. you're supporting yeah. Black Lives Matter. And, and somebody tweeted, what machine did you think they were raging against? <laughs> yeah. And also, 
and uh, I think a similar tweet as well, which also went viral, uh, which just like uh, said to Tom Morello, it's like, hey, what, 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 why do you think you're such an expert on this? Is like, well, I do have like a like a master's degree in uh, political science, so that's that's why. Yeah, that's that's probably it. So uh, yeah, I it's know, right. Yeah, it's like come on. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. But I, I think the, that's why Rage really do stand up to this day. Uh, sadly, the songs are still really relevant as well. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they, um, I think they are, hopefully, I, I, hopefully we'll see them again soon and they'll put out some more great yeah. output. And there's, um, well, they, they, I think the band, uh, San, uh, Zach De La Roche, uh, they, they teamed with Cypress Hill and Public Enemy, I think. Was it Public Enemy, I think? Uh, uh, and they did, um, Oh, I can't remember the top of my head, but they did that album together, Prophets of Rage, which was really awesome. That was really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I almost put up a little side stage at this festival just for a little bit of like throwback rap. And we definitely had Cypress Hill there, but look, we could talk for days. Yes. Um, I think that's 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 by the way, it's not as close to the record time with Michael Legg, and he talked for two and a half hours and I thought it was a 40 minute record. Yeah. Wow. This is what happens with music though. And I don't I definitely don't consider myself the like biggest muso at all. Not Mm. at all. But then people I realized that like like because you asked any of the drunk women to come on and they're like, oh it's gotta be you. Like you're the one Mm -hmm. who's into music. And I'm like, I am. I've always been really intimidated by people who know their music really well Mm because I'm just not, I'm not the person that can rattle off like, oh, the album was released this year and it was this, yeah. this, and this. Like, I know at points I've come across that way, but pass I'm totally not. Pass me the hammer? Yeah. yeah uh... Pass me the hammer? Yeah, I'm very much like the mum <laughs> yeah. outsider. I don't really fit in, but I so want to fit in. Yeah. I think with this podcast, I'm interested in what makes people tick. I, I like what, yeah. I like what your music taste says about you and where you were as we mentioned earlier where you were when you got into it as well it's kind of like a a crude autobiography of who you are through your history of music it it sums up where you were at that moment as well it is a world that's intimidating because i think the people who see themselves as experts it can feel ironically exclusive because music is supposed to make us all feel connected and i think it can feel like this intimidating world that you're not a part of it's kind of like when i started cycling in london i realized that like people who really cycle in london are like a cult and they will yell shit at you like that's how music can feel when it's the dark side so my festival is very inclusive anyway (laughs) anyway after the best day of my life i think we should head to (laughs) sunday and uh go and see uh, who we have in store for us there. Oh no, I can only let you down. <laughs> no, um, I, I, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing so far. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I have faith. So let's say on Sunday, just, I, we're not going to labor over it, but we are going to have a little side stage mm-hmm. near the bar where we have some, yeah, some throwback rap. We're going to have a little bit of like nineties rap. We'll do Cypress Hill, run DMC, like, see, I could go off about this one. Yeah. I'm just throwing it in here. But Sunday is 70s day. Yeah. And I've, I love a whole lot of music from the 70s, but I've chosen three mm-hmm. bands. So we're going to bring back Bowie. Oh realize, my God, yeah. I realize he steeps into the 80s and 90s as well, but I put him as a 70s guy. So we'll bring yeah. him back. But like Kurt, let's put him on and then let him rest. Yeah. The, the back from the dead jet lag. 
Um, so if it's 70s day, yeah. is he yeah. just doing his 70s collection or is he doing the whole I, discography? I kind of like... I kind of like his, yeah, his older catalog better, okay. I must say. Um, I love how much he, yeah, he had all these permutations and it's great and I love all of that. But yeah, his his older <laughs> stuff is where it's at, I think. Cool. Yes, and uh, I think we could talk about both for hours, but that's a, such a good <laughs> show, especially to start with Sunday as well. That's a great way to start Sunday as well. Like, uh, Yeah, people, people be... wake up for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but who's who is after David Bowie? Oh, also, sorry. Um, ooh, and you say Bowie, controversial. No, sorry. I, 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 as, I, as I said it, I was like, oh, I said it wrong. Oh, God, I hate myself. No, no, but... no, don't hate yourself. He wouldn't want you to hate yourself. I think it's going to be Bowie and Breakfast, though, because remember, this Bowie is very... This is a very uh, refined festival, so we're going to have a really nice brunch buffet as we watch Bowie. Yeah. Uh, then... This one might be controversial because I think here they're seen in a very different way and talk about problematic misogyny, but I can't help it. <laughs> this is the first full box set CD collection I ever bought, Led Zeppelin. Oh, wow. Amazing. So, yeah. Again, like, somehow Led Zeppelin has been picked and they are like many dad's favorite bands, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I I've always been a massive rock fan, and I love uh, rock and metal. And but particularly seventies rock is yeah. There's a lot of misogyny, a lot of creepiness there. You can look at. I think you can look at most rock bands from the seventies and see some grimness. Like uh, if you look oh, at God. Kiss, if like, there's Kiss, there's a song called Christine Sixteen where these yeah. older men are perving on teenage girls. It's really quite creepy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, those are the kind of songs which don't stand up over time. Like, uh, did you read? Um, is it called Dirt? The Motley Crew. Yeah. Yeah. College, which is so funny because obviously they have these ghostwriters trying to sound like them they're like yeah man yeah. I fucking got high and banged her like it's so gross but um you yeah. said we could have any magical Stipul- changes we want so yep. i i'm gonna make robert plant a very woke gentleman like yeah. he's repented <laughs> yeah i like that yeah 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 and they're all kind of like we're just going to have a soy latte after we get off stage. We're going to have a <laughs> put a cucumber face mask on. We're just going to relax afterwards. That's, that's yeah. Led Zepp. Yeah. All proceeds go to Black Lives Matter slash shelter. They're going to yeah. support some causes. They're going to make up for some shit. Um, oh, that's, that's actually made me really happy. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, uh, I think there, there, there is that issue with uh, misogyny in rock. But I'm glad that Robert Plant, he's uh, in this version, he's making a stand against it. Yeah, so that's a, it's a pretty rock and roll day so far with Bowie and the Led Zepp. Who is going to headline? It is very rock, isn't it? We're going to have Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, boy! Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, again, no one has done Fleetwood Mac in this this uh, castable, and it's it's a damn right shame. And uh, yeah, Fleetwood, like they are the pinnacle of music. Like they who, are. Who are people picking? Well, I guess I'll have to listen to the other episodes. But I'm like, who are people picking if it's not these? I yeah. heard that a lot of people have been picking the boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. But like, yeah, uh, uh, but it's it's a uh, it's it's very it's very. Lie, lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's sung by Germans. No. Uh, um, 
but yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, like I don't need to see it. I don't need to see anything about it because, like, if you don't know Fleetwood Mac, then just why are you listening to this podcast? Listen to them instead. Uh, and um, but yeah, it's uh, they're a perfect festival headline, especially Sunday. Oh. Sunday is like they're finishing yes. off the festival. Everyone's quite tired. That's the one you go out on. Yeah, we've gotten our angst out the day before. We've rocked out to Zeppelin. Now it's time to just let Stevie take us away. Oh. Yeah. And is there any kind of permutations of Fleetwood Mac you would like or any kind of songs? Or uh, would you like um, Steve to do any solo work in there as well? I very much, I'm very much a best of, like, I, I don't need to veer off. Um, I'm a Fairweather Fleetwood fan, and I make no apologies for that. I don't need their B-sides. It's fine. Landslide? Mm-hmm. has to be done but my oh I like I like so many of them I so I saw Stevie Nicks solo at I get the, I think that was BST as well and she was great and she did like some of the old songs mm-hmm. um my favorite favorite song and favorite version of their song is there's um there's a live recording of Silver Springs yeah which is I get goosebumps just thinking about it I just think that's the most heartbreaking. It's like the tracks of my tears feeling. It sort of evokes the same kind of. Yeah. That jilted, like I've, I've been hurt and I'm almost obsessively broken on the back of it. I think that songs that capture that are the most amazing. So yeah, she's going to finish with Silver Springs. Wow. That's, that's really lovely. What what a festival! I mean, um, uh, I'm not sure if the the listener will be able to if I like the festival or not. I I I don't know. You can figure it out for yourselves. I'll keep stumbling that one there. But I think it's time to head to the final part of our podcast. Time casts a spell on you. Na, 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 na. See, I'm in my head. I wait. Hold on. I thought we we're gonna sing. I I, th- I thought we we're gonna sing intergalactic, but in, never mind. It's fine. Um, intergalactic. Do you want, do you want to? No. Uh, we'll, we'll what we'll do instead. We'll go into the final part of the podcast called floor fillers. So as with event management, things are about to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that Taylor has to deal with in a manner that she sees fit. Okay, um, this is like my lightning round. This is great. Yeah. Hand me the hammer, Matt. Hand me the hammer. <laughs> uh, oh no, Rage Against the Machine is cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? Oh my God, that's horrible. No, it's more like inconsiderate against the machine. <laughs> oh, what an awful question. Okay. Sorry. I feel really, really sad. Do you know what popped into my head is and this is weird, is whole. We're gonna oh. bring Courtney Love. We started with Kurt and we're gonna finish it out with Courtney. Yes, we are. That's brilliant. Oh dear, one of your acts is running late and you need to film for time. But fortunately, one of your favorite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. Which celebrity do you pick? It, wait, so like an actual DJ? 
Uh, no, you can. No, it doesn't need to be a DJ. You know, you get like celebrities who just like uh, you can yeah. be any celebrity you want, and they do wow. a DJ set, uh, and yeah, and they're just happy to do it for you. Okay, Kate McKinnon. Oh, I, I don't know Kate. Uh, could you? Uh, she's from Saturday Night Live. She's oh yes, 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 yes. Oh my, yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. That'd be great. Yeah, I want her to do it as Hillary Clinton, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, you could even get Hillary Clinton to be there on the decks as well, next to her as well. I don't um, know. I just want Kate's version because the commentary <laughs> in between, especially if she's just like dropping huge beats mm-hmm. and then she's like, remember, female yeah. quality. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my best Hillary Clinton uh, impersonation. <laughs> that's why I don't do it. That's why yeah. I leave it to Kate. All right. Next question. Smokey Robinson acts like a total diva towards you. How do you get your revenge? Marrying him. (laughs) That'll sort him out. Yeah. (laughs) Remember? Nirvana and Pearl Jam have total beef with each other and they hate each other's guts. They say they won't perform if the other band is going to be performing on the same day. How do you, which one do you pick between the two of them? I don't think we have to pick. I think I'm sure you've seen some kind of monster about Metallica. Yes, I have. A therapist. I'm just going to get that guy, sort him right out. As, what, a, what a niche reference, by the way. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. And like, <laughs> like, if like, and that was so, like, we haven't talked before this podcast, but that was such a Matt Hoss reference that, like, like you've got me like no one else has. This is brilliant. Like, that's great. Oh, this is great. <laughs> that's great I, I like that very much one of your acts has forgotten all of their equipment and they can't perform their full set however they're able to do an acoustic set which <laughs> which one of your bands would you pick to do an acoustic set in lieu of their actual set Ooh. see first I thought Nirvana just because Nirvana unplugged great album yeah. but I don't want to unplug them because I need the full force mm-hmm of Smells Like Teen Spirit, especially. And some of their bleach stuff is not going to be great acoustic. Okay. Um, wow. Bowie. Bowie, that is yeah. a great shout. And also for Sunday afternoon vibes. Yeah. That's going to be really poetic, actually. Yeah. yeah. And final question. Your festival loves you at the Eclectic Festival. And they ask you to sing one song. If you had to pick one song to join the band on stage to sing the vocals on, which one would you pick? Oh, so it has to be based on the lineup. Yeah. I can't just suddenly bring Dusty Springfield in, can I? Cause Son of a Preacher Man is my song, but okay. Um, I think I'd hop on with, with Kim on Gigantic. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh, wow. Well, what a festival. And that's the end of floor, fellas. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Taylor. It's been, I honestly, I've, um, I, I feel so uh, enlightened after this. It's so brilliant. Thank you for your time. I, I was excited to come on. I didn't realize it was just going to be a beautiful journey through my soul and yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, we've transcended podcasting and just kind of reached a sort of, Musical Shangri-La. This has been really special. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, well, thank you. I sounded you sarcastic there, but no, I no, really, no. really feel like I really no. feel like we connected, Matt. Uh, I feel the same. Thank you. And we'll have to do this again <laughs> in the future as well. Um, but where, where can people find you online? And would you like to plug anything in particular? Um, 
well just the podcast i guess um yeah. drunk women solving crime has been going uh, our two-year anniversary is in september um, brilliant i don't know what when is this episode when is this episode going out it will be about uh, october september time yeah oh so quite a long ways um okay so look backwards um to our 100th episode which came out in uh at the end of july uh ricky lake is our guest oh my god it was fantastic yeah Yeah. it was really really fun working with her she actually um had to use the toilet she was day drinking from la as you do she is gin and tonic (laughs) and she took her whole laptop to the bathroom with her oh my god and we're like, don't worry, we'll cut this out. And she's like, you don't need to. I'm not shy. So it oh was just a lot of fun. It was a whole wow. lot of fun. Wow. I, I feel, great. you know what? I feel bad for, you know, we, we should definitely uh, done that on this podcast. But never mind. I don't think we'd have the same vibe, really. <laughs> no, uh, it would be really quite wouldn't. grim. No. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's, a, it's a good podcast, even if you're not into true crime, because we tackle historical cases and we don't just look at grisly murders. We just sort of... Uh, yeah, have as much fun as you can with the darkness of history as uh, as possible. And we've had some great guests. So yeah, you can find us online. We're on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod, um, at Drunk Women Solving Crime on Instagram. Um, yeah, so follow us. And yeah, listen, and give us a try. It's an absolute delight as well. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. I'm gonna actually do all in my power to make this festival a real thing now. So uh, thank yes. you so much, Kayla Glenn. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Castle Podcast. Please follow us at Castle Podcast on Twitter. And why don't you follow me at My House Comedy on Twitter as well. You can also send us an email at castlepodcast at gmail.com. And remember to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please do it. It really does help. And on top of that, why don't you follow me on Twitch as well. I've been doing regular streams on there, so if you want a bit of light-hearted warmth from there, do check it out. We'll see you very soon. Bye.